Going to bring in our next guest. We have Bob Iacchino, founder, chief strategist of Path Trading Partners, joining us this morning. Bob, you're a realist. Welcome. I wanted to get your thoughts on China. Uh, the numbers that we're seeing better than expected. Should we be skeptical? Yes. And though I made that answer very quickly on purpose, the numbers were good, but when you break them down, they were inventory builds for the most part in those numbers. So what you're looking at is a China that is either expecting massive industrial and consumer demand in very short order, or it's not sustainable. So this is another one of those data points, Ben, where uh, one is certainly not make a trend. We've said that over and over mm -hmm. and over again, as we're seeing uh, reversals of previous trends. For example, China coming out of COVID zero, that's a reversal of a slowdown. Uh, inflation starting to disinflate. Is that a consistent story or not? Well, if you look at the French uh, inflation figures, which are the highest in the Euro uh, area or in the Euro arena, ever since there's been a Euro currency, France has never had higher inflation than that. Spain, high inflation. Now you got Germany beating expectations on inflation. The same can be said for this Chinese data. If this is a trend, fine. But when you break this number down, it's not coming out as a trend off of inventory builds. You have to see more than that. Okay, I like it. Peel back the layers a little bit here, and you see a bit of a different story, Bob. Uh, I'm impressed. You're all over it. Uh, the German numbers actually just came out about a minute ago. We have them ready, and we were going to uh, see if we caught you off guard with them. But in line with expectations, uh, I should say the trend we've been seeing, stronger than expected here. Uh, your thoughts? Well, so this is obviously pushing the ECB. It's not pushing the Fed, yeah. but it's the same story. As you start to think that inflation is uh, falling and falling rapidly, you get surprises like this. We basically have the same thing here in the U.S. with the PCE deflator, where, yes, it was weaker than it has been at its highs, but it was stronger than expected. People expect inflation to go away in an absolute fall off a cliff style. And it didn't rally in that kind of a style. You know, I was looking at the inflation data yesterday when we went from 2.4 year over year to 0.1, then up to 5.4, then down to 5.3, then up to 9.4, then up to down to 8.4, then up to 8.5 to where we are now. These things react exactly as markets do. Markets do not go up in a straight line for a long period of time. They do not go down in a straight line for a long period of time. And I think this is one of the things that Fed here in the US has been trying to tell us, take it over to the ECB. Christine Lagarde said uh, a couple of weeks back that the market has the wrong view in terms of how the market is, again, she didn't say this, I'm paraphrasing, right, Ben? But basically, if you take my interpretation of what she said, the market is trading my intentions incorrectly. That's how I interpreted what she said. And she actually said that they better look at it again. Now, paraphrasing, that's not a direct quote. That's my interpretation of what she said. Now, from that perspective, is the ECB going to go to 4%, which 18 months ago would have been unheard of? Now we're talking about the Fed going to 6%, which 18 months ago would have been unheard of. So from that perspective, switching over quickly to treasuries, you have to see treasury yields higher, in my opinion. Obviously, it's not a guarantee. It's not someone I'm telling, I'm not telling anyone to put any, all their money into short treasury futures, absolutely not. But I'm saying there's almost no other option for treasuries 
given where things are. You can see on the Treasury futures charts you just put up, very convincing double bottom patterns. And they're continuations of a longer trend, but reversals of that short-term drop we saw. That's a very apropos chart, both of them that you just threw up there. Because you're seeing those short-term doubles, which yes, we may rally off of that. But then once they've reached their target, the next trajectory is down, which means for yields, the trajectory is higher theoretically. You know, Bob, I, I want to unpack some of that here. If we could real quick pull this chart, because I've been dialed in on the Treasury futures. We just had yields up and that double bottom. I like that you pointed that out. Treasury futures now sustained below this 50-day moving average. Last time we saw that was in the uh, end of August, that period that we saw when the bonds sold off down to 117.19, 10-year futures down to 108.26. You saw TNX up to 4.3 as we bottomed out in the futures and topped out in yields. But uh, all of this ultimately, Bob, I mean, points to a market that seems to be pretty comfortable with what you're talking about, the Fed potentially 6%, the ECB 4%. I mean, we've seen the indices hanging out in this range that we've been basically uh, in the middle of the range that we've been in since October, uh, August of last year, that upper and lower extreme of this range, hanging out around 4,000, just below it right now. The dollar, for example, uh, you know, one could point to in a similar situation in the middle of the range that we established last year. I, I guess I'm just looking at this and wondering what's the market waiting for at this point? I kind of wonder, is it wages ultimately? Because we have, again, comfort in this higher for longer. It seems like we've accepted that. But if we were to start to see wages, a straw kind of one that could break the camel's back, as I've been calling it ultimately, I mean, that would have investors running for the hills. So I hope I have enough time to get through this, Benny Lichtenstein, and I'm smiling for this reason. When you look at 10-year yields right now sitting about 394, 395, mm -hmm. In basically about 16, 17 sessions, it's risen 28 basis points. That's 7.6% in terms of the change in yield. So that's a 7.6% change in what companies and, and individuals on their credit cards, they have to make an adjustment right. financially, okay? Stocks are not believing that that adjustment's going to happen, in my opinion, even though we've seen some recent weakness. We have a member in our Discord server and in our, in our uh, chat rooms on YouTube uh, his username is Coco, so I don't feel I don't feel bad using his username. I'm not going to use his real name. Who is just constantly saying stocks are going up, stocks are going up. I agree with him when you take the perspective of time, but when you take the very short to medium term, stocks have not adjusted to what Treasuries are telling us or to what the Fed is telling us. And when you look at it from this perspective, uh, my colleague and dear friend Jim Iorio doesn't believe the Fed or believes the Fed is going to overshoot. Well, overshoot based on what? If you have 3.4, 3.5% unemployment rate and you have inflation still, let's, let's be generous, let's say at three and a half, four percent 4%, why would they cut rates? What would be the reason? It wouldn't be because of a weak economy if mm. you continue to have jobs at those kinds of lofty figures. And still, you wouldn't have inflation at 2%. And I think the equity market specifically, uh, bond market, I think, is playing it right, although not right enough. The currency market seems to be playing it best to me, if you look at what's happening to the euro this morning. If you look at it from that perspective, what would make the Fed cut and what would be an overshoot? I'm doing the Italian thing right now, Ben. What would be an overshoot if their mandate is stable prices and full employment with 3.4, 3.5% unemployment? let's say 4% unemployment, why would they cut rates? 
And right now, a lot of market participants still believe that's in the cards in the very near future, even though the Fed funds curve has taken the rate cut for 2023 out in terms of probabilities. It's not that far off being the highest probability right now. It's only about 10 percentage points if you look at the CME Fed watch tool. So from my perspective, yields are what you want to watch. The Treasury market is correct. The inversion of the twos tens yield curve is correct. The inflation story is not gone. It's just pushed out. Well, it gives us a lot to keep an eye on in terms of the euro currency as well as the U.S. dollar. And I was just looking at the numbers here overnight. I saw uh, uh, Germany report a surprise rise in unemployment last month, 2,000. They were looking for a, a decline, it looked like, of 10,000. And January's 22,000 uh, was halved. So, uh, uh, Bob, we've got lots to keep an eye on here, whether you're talking rates, uh, that side of things, or uh, just the currencies here in terms of the uh, um, uh, relationship that the euro and the dollar share. We'll do, uh, do that and look forward to having you back. Bye-bye, Chino, the founder of the Chief Strategist of Path Trading Partners, talking currencies and treasuries.